0: Get him yeah, red top and a top and top top Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John DeBarre, and my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. Be sure to check them out for some advanced stats and other fun stuff. Use the promo code 40 for four days for free. Um, talking quick, because today, if you've listened to the last two episodes, we are doing our wide receiver draft, so... In case you didn't listen before, we're basically drafting the NFL wide receivers for this year. It's not necessarily rankings, but it kind of, sort of, in a way is. So just a snake draft between uh, Walk and I here as we go through the wide receivers, the NFL. Wide receiver is deep, so we're probably going to fly through with not a ton of chit-chat yapping if we can avoid it. But on that note, Walk, how are you? And you are up on the clock with the first pick. I'm doing great Jonathan and uh
1: yeah I think I thought we did a wonderful masterful damn near job at the running back position. I, I think we, were, we we got a lot of content in got through 48 guys and I didn't feel like it was forced or rushed. I feel like almost when we went when we're going light like quarterback and tight end that we we just talk a lot because we just know there's not a lot there's not a lot of guys that that we're going to need to be drafted and this is you know more Let's try and set a foundation for for how we would potentially rank guys or where, where we're higher on one guy than another. So I'm really excited to get into wide receiver. Um, again, as we have indicated, I have the first pick just because John created this spreadsheet ahead of time and listed me as first. So that will never change. So <laughs> I continue to have the honor and paste <laughs> of the 101. I mean, if you see this spreadsheet, you would just and you know John, you would actually be thoroughly impressed.
0: Oh, what really? To,
1: but yeah, but able to accomplish here. So, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not nice. knocking the hustle uh, at all. And while I don't know that it's likely that he repeats as wide receiver one, he has to get drafted uh, as wide receiver one, and that is none other than Mr. Cooper Cup, who, again, for those of you that don't recall, we are re- drafting just for 2020. 2022. How about that? We're drafting just for 2022 alone. So clearly this would not be a dynasty ranking, but Cup set the world on fire last year. Now Odell Beckham has a torn ACL. He is literally only competing with newly acquired Allen Robinson for any touches. I mean, will he get as many targets? Probably not because he had all of them last year, but he should still see enough in this PPR world to just really be an efficient, monster and that was 191 targets last year for those of you that don't recall it turned into 1,947
0: yards and 16 touchdowns Over. i am actually <clears throat> shocked by that pick i thought uh there was going to be a clear one 2 redraft or otherwise but i cannot disagree with anything there leaving me the option of picking this guy or another guy so i'm going to take mr jamar chase uh Great year last year. Going to build off that. We, we talked about it when we did quarterbacks and running back. This offense should be better. They have better protection, better offensive line. You know, Burroughs, what, one extra year removed from that knee surgery? I think he said he's going to play without the brace this year. No. Not oh. that, that matters, matters. It matters to me. Know, so it's feeling that well. good. Uh, so give me Jamar Chase. I think, yeah, he's in line for another big year.
1: Hard to argue, right? And he, he, they were a conservative offense early on and really started opening it up, and it was largely predicated on Chase, and that connection is undeniable. Clearly, dynasty, I would take Chase over Cooper Cup, so I don't think there's much of an argument there. I thought that you were going to go in a different direction with two after I took up one, so I will clearly take the value at three and go with (laughs) Justin Jefferson. Um when we were talking about the clear top 2 I'm assuming that would be the other guy Correct. that you had in mind with Jamar Chase. Now, Justin Jefferson is in year 3 of what Jamar Chase is just starting to do and that is just utter LSU Tiger domination in the NFL and it was just it, it's just been impressive. Um you know, I undersold Jefferson coming out and I've learned the hard lesson with him and that he is all alpha. In that Vikings offense, I do not give a shit that Thielen is coming back. He is just dust at this point in time. He's a glorified tight end in this offense. Justin Jefferson saw 167 targets in 17 games last year. I'll take the over because there's no more Mike Zimmer. Justin Jefferson is going to threaten like 180 plus targets this year and could easily be wide receiver one.
0: Okay, I'm on the clock here with four. Can I put an asterisk on this and say <laughs> I, I know with running backs we we knew some guys were going to miss time and get used lightly because this is a contract situation. I'm assuming mm. this guy mm. is going to be there, and I can't find him. Oh, there he is. I'm going to take Debo Samuel at four because I assume he's coming back, and I assume they're going to use him the same. Thing and I love a lot of things about you,
1: John. But the thing I love most about you is you are your own man, okay? And there's no one you go on Twitter, find it for me. That has Debo Samuel's a top four wide receiver, even in 2022. Um, contract situation uh, aside, but he was uber successful as just a receiver. I'm not terrified if you know he doesn't want to be pounded between the tackles anymore i mean i get it right he wants to be used as a wide receiver well he was a damn good wide receiver for the first half of last year so yeah i i have no argument i i, I wouldn't take Debo samuel in the top four but not because i don't think he belongs there i just think there's too much uncertainty with san fran even beyond <laughs>
0: like i said there, there's definitely there was some pearl clutching <laughs> putting him at four but i'm assuming he's there week one and plays you know the full season, 15, 16 games.
1: All right. So you're going to love this one. All right. Because you were shocked by how confident I was in this particular gentleman. Oh, I know it's coming. Yeah. And we're just continuing with younger wide receivers after I went with older Cooper Cup. And this particular individual was drafted before Justin Jefferson uh, in the, what would that be? The 2020 NFL draft? No. 20. Yeah. 2020. Uh, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver five. He is now stepping into the alpha chair in Dallas, rocking that number, 88. I still hate everything Dallas, but there's precious little else to for Dak to throw to. It's him and Dalton Schultz. Gallup, I think, is just as likely to start in the pup as anywhere else. And then it's Jalen Tolbert uh, from South Alabama, who, who's going to be working to earn targets from Dak Prescott. So I think this is finally when C.D. Lamb puts it all together and gives you that like 13 or 1400 yard and 10 plus touchdown season.
0: All right. Back to me with pick six. Let's not overthink it. I'm going Tyreek Hill. I (laughs) love Tyreek Hill have always liked Tyreek Hill. I think he's taken a step down in offense, but they paid him a shit ton of money to come (laughs) there and be their wide receiver one. I'm assuming that the plan is to get him Use a them. boatload of touches. So mm-hmm. I, I, he may be uh, lacking in quality that he saw in years past, but I think the additional quantity is going to make up for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, through three picks, your team just looks far scarier than mine does, to be honest, if we were lining up <laughs> against each other. I mean, I, I got like some lean technicians, and you just got just – Fear factor, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. I guess that that's going to hit the cutting room floor in our our outtakes. But yeah, Cop Jefferson and Lamb versus Chase Samuel and Hill does not seem fair um, <laughs> uh, on on your side. So yeah, I mean they're they're certainly going to use them. It's interesting to see what that Dolphins offense looks like. So moving to my next selection, and some people may be surprised by this pick I'm kind of surprised by it to be totally candid with you but Mike Evans wide receiver seven
0: from you of all people
1: yeah I mean we're I just talked Gallup Pup I I think Godwin Pup is probably a, a likelihood as well so he's fighting with Justin Gage or Russell Gage sorry for for options in the wide receiver game and ultimately Gronk when he comes back but I just think with Brady in what will now ultimately be his swan song season in Tampa Evans is still going to just 10 plus touchdowns is guaranteed for Evans. I would say 12 plus is probably going to happen. He's just going to get his volume his way into probably a top five season. So tie him to Brady. Give me
0: Mike Evans. I'm going to put somebody here at eight that I know I'm slightly higher on than I should be. But give me the wide receiver one on the Buffalo Bills. Mr. Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, one of the mean Gabe I Davis? Know, Woohoo! Uh, I know Dayball's not there anymore, but this is still on paper as of right now, one of the better offenses in the NFL. I, I, what two years ago did Diggs have fourteen touchdowns? So I, I think we see another. I just think he has a nice, a nice year this year. The I, I, Buffalo wide receiver one. Give me Josh Allen's main target.
1: Yeah, I mean, it might shock you to. Hear this, but Stefan Diggs has never had 14 touchdowns in a What did he have two years ago? He actually had his highest touchdown season last year, <laughs> and it was 10. He's right. just fallen off from a yardage perspective. He was just so good. year for 127 receptions for 1,535 yards and eight touchdowns in 16 games in 2020. He only had 103 catches for 1225, but had 10 touchdowns in 2021. So he's never been the biggest touchdown guy. Um, it, it's just really the – yeah, and the volume has been there. One hundred sixty six, one hundred sixty four targets the last two years. But no Beasley, and uh, no Manny Sanders. No, even if Davis steps up and whatever Jameson Crowder can be, I, I agree, I think it's a bounce back year for Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm going to stop the insanity at this point in time. Yeah, you know, they're probably to
0: see people is. are probably
1: screaming at the podcast right now and say, "What about Tay Adams?" I mean, literally, was this was this all Aaron Rodgers? And yes. no, nah, no. Yes. But there was some. You know, and you're talking about a 29 year old wide receiver that's changing teams. There is enough to to scare you off. The the one shining light is he has a strong connection that goes all the way back to college with Derek Carr, and that's going to that'll endure, and he's going to get. The targets you can't project the touchdowns. He had eighteen and eleven the last two years in thirty games. So, twenty nine touchdowns in thirty games, the last two seasons in Green Bay. That's not going to happen. I'll I'll take I'll take the under on the touchdown per game from him. But can he find his way to thirteen hundred yards and eight plus touchdowns with hundred plus receptions? Yeah, I think that's what the plan is for Devontae Adams in Las Vegas. So, give me Tay Adams a wide receiver nine.
0: Top ten, number ten here, and I. This is getting harder than I want to already, but I am <clears throat> gonna just go AJ Brown. Uh another one similar to Tyree Kill. Tar landed in landed in uh Philly, <laughs> but they backed up the brain struck for him and gave him a shit ton of money. They're not doing that if they're not planning on getting him involved. Do I know if Hertz can uh pepper him with enough quality targets to make it worth it and not be running balls in the end zone instead of throwing it to him? there's definitely plenty of reason for concern but we've seen the upside here so i will throw a dart at 10 and take aj brown
1: aj brown is going to be so good for devonta smith and the, no yes. one talks about it <laughs> that it but it's still this this offense i mean unless they really do go gloves off and tell jalen hurts like prove to us that you're worth long term commitment which seems like they're the plan right and that's what everyone's saying and that's the plan and that's where he is he's in his third year the second year guy so i mean he still has one year left if they really want to go that route and then they could franchise him the year after that and so they, they don't have to commit long term but all the moves they've made have said like if you don't show us we own two first round picks in the 2023 nfl draft and we're gonna yeah we're gonna fix that problem long-term so be interested to see how it shakes out i like aj brown coming to philly for my eagles i I don't like it for aj brown but um so i will continue just with my it seems like my archetype uh, uh, at this point in time and i'm going michael Pittman. holy shiver (laughs) yet 11 um wow there is not a lot in indy and i don't think matt ryan is washed i don't think he's you know, peak Matt Ryan by any tr- by any means, but he's he's probably working behind the best offensive line that he's he's ever had in his entire career. Pittman is going to be probably a twenty five to twenty eight percent target guy in that offense because if if you think Alec Pierce is getting any significance, or if Paris Campbell is going to stay healthy, or if those wide receivers are doing shit, I mean, we're hearing so much about Naheem Hines, and that's probably out of necessity. This this pass catching core is is trash. In in Indy and Michael Pittman is just going to eat so much because of it. Pittman could have a very Mike Evans esque season, in my opinion.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I already hate the way this is going. All right, mm-hmm. pick twelve, final pick of the first round. I am going to reluctantly pinch my nose and select DK Metcalf. Michael um, Pittman outscores DK Metcalf this year.
1: We can we can, uh, put, we can, put, we can put no golf line. We'll put a bet on it.
0: Oh, I I don't think you're wrong. At all. <laughs> I mean, I see the path to it. I absolutely see the path to it. Um, Yeah, you know, Russell Wilson being a good quarterback <laughs> spreads <laughs> the ball all. around and sees, you know, hits the open guy, even though Metcalf can beat any corner in the league and can make himself open when need be. Uh, I, I think with shittier quarterbacks that plays into him, like, He's the number one if, it, if it's Drew Locke or if it's Geno Smith. It seems like they would be more likely just to fire YOLO balls at him instead of looking around and seeing what other options are there. So I I don't like it. And, and even with the A.J. Brown pick, I feel like my uh, my dynasty core is I'm, – I'm, I'm unable to shake it for this 2022 draft, and I'm <coughs> overvaluing these dynasty darlings a little more than I should, but – uh, give me Metcalf here. So wrapping up the first round, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, and D.K. Metcalf. And the one thing that stands out to me about this first round, after that top three, I mean, with exception Mike Evans, there's a lot of uncertainty. Debo, contract, CeeDee Lamb, first time being the team's alpha receiver. Tyreek Hill, new team. I said skip Mike Evans, Diggs, new offensive coordinator, Devontae Adams, new team, AJ Brown, new team, Pittman, new quarterback, DK Metcalf, new quarterback. So whew, putting a lot of a lot of confidence and name value here, I think, because I don't necessarily love everybody's situations. We haven't even gotten to <laughs> the second wide receiver twos yet.
1: This is true, and and I feel as though if I hadn't done it, this would have went completely off the rails uh, with the first twelve because I get the feeling you weren't you weren't going to be taking a Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, or Michael Pittman anywhere near your your top twelve. So uh,
0: Adams may have squeezed in towards the end there. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I know Pittman wasn't based upon your reaction, but no, it's good to see. And and ultimately, these guys just scream alpha still, and or they're in alpha sure. positions on their teams. Not that there's not other guys there and largely all the environments, but these guys are just built differently. So moving on to lucky number 13, and you were talking about the wide receiver twos on their own team. And I think it's finally time mm. to, to take the first wide receiver two on a team. And I'm going to go with T Higgins in Cincinnati. I like the Joe Barrow isn't wearing a knee brace thing. Yeah. I'll buy into the narrative. Sure. When, when they support everything I want to believe and it's that, All my dynasty teams seem to have Joe Barrow on it, and I have a lot more T. Higgins and Jamar Chase because he was affordable because he fell in the draft a little bit. But he is just every bit the 1B in that offense. I mean, he had 74 receptions for 1,091 and six touchdowns. He was the playoff receiver that you wanted in Cincinnati. I mean, mm-hmm. if Jamar chase is going to get the defensive focus, T Higgins can easily be a 1200 yard, 10 touchdown guy. I mean, with, you know, with 80 or 90 catches, I love the upside. I want to be tied to that Cincinnati offense. So I'll take T Higgins at wide receiver 13.
0: Can't fault you there. I'm going to stay in the same division and put one of my favorites, hmm. Deontay <laughs> Johnson, more, more question marks. What's his contract situation. Um, yeah, I I don't like Trubisky. I do like Pickett. Um, I don't think it matters who's under center. That is the team's number one. He's got a pretty good track record of getting open and leading, being one of the top receivers in separation every year. So even with, with two questionable quarterbacks, if he's open, he's open. So I, I, I've i always been a Deontay Johnson guy, and I think he's the clear-cut number one on that team, even with Pickens there, who I think eventually replaces him and Claypool we think stinks.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, this is going to be a very interesting year in Pittsburgh. First year in mean, forever without Big Ben. You know, they're ultimately, even if he doesn't start the season, Kenny Pickett's going to play meaningful games this year because Mitch Trubisky's not holding, yeah, Mr. Trubisky's not taking him to like a five and one start where no. he's just running away at the job. So you're going to get Pickett. So there's even going to be transition in the season. But DeAndre Johnson's been super productive it just doesn't seem like it will be in pittsburgh for the long run but pittsburgh has historically let wide receivers free they draft and develop very well and then they just keep churning and to your point they got pickens and they even went and got uh calvin austin you yeah. know a diminutive size guy but they just keep restocking the cupboard at wide receiver they don't pay the position i mean they paid antonio brown that's it everyone else see ya. <laughs> we got we got the guy. We already drafted a guy to take your job. We didn't know that they sent Chase Clearlypool out there to announce his name. But uh alas <laughs> here we are. Um so I got to take this guy this one. I love this guy. He's he's one of my favorites in the league. And if you want 100 receptions for 1100 yards and six touchdowns, you draft you some Keenan Allen because
0: that's exactly
1: uh, what he's going
0: to get you. Year I would, in I, year I, out I Taken him much earlier. I totally s- skipped him there. Fuck.
1: Yeah. Year in, year out, year in, year out. That's literally where where, where he will land. No more, unlikely to be less. I mean, barring an injury. But he's been relatively healthy the last several years. But his touchdown totals literally have been 6-6-6-8-6. His receptions have been 102, 97, 104, 100, 106. So not a, there's no hyperbole. This is what he will give you. And it is a awesome floor to be getting at wide receiver 15 and just get a little bit of that eight bear in your life.
0: He's probably one of, if not my top owned receiver and I can't believe I overlooked him. I could have possibly taken him at eight. I think you were going dynasty.
1: That's that's where your head was. Yeah. I I think I
0: probably would have took him at 10 for sure. Probably over digs at eight, to be honest. So,
1: yeah, I mean, Uh, I I thought of him when I took Higgins before that, I wasn't because I like the upside of the other guys. Keenan Allen's more floor. But after I took Higgins, I said, if you don't take him at 14, I'm clearly taking
0: Allen at 15. That's a good one. All right. I'm up 16. Probably going to be higher than most and a surprise <laughs> pick here. But give me Hollywood Brown, who until last year, I've been on record and not being a huge <laughs> fan of his. He proved me wrong last year, and I think him going to Arizona with you know his college quarterback – uh, what's his name? Hopkins is going to be out for several weeks. I think Brown is in a amazing spot. I mean, Christian Kirk played enough there to get that monster contract in the off season, and I'm pretty sure Marquise Brown is better than Christian Kirk. So, and he's going to be their wide receiver one till Hopkins comes back. I, I'm a huge fan of Brown this year. He is my one of my favorite redraft targets in 2022.
1: This is a this is an uncomfortable conversation because I, I wasn't taking him at 17, but he was on the very short list of players for me. He would have went in the next three picks for me as well. So he wasn't making it outside of the top 20 for either of us. And yeah, I just think he is in such a position. And I had a ton of Hollywood Brown because he was a guy because of his size that even though he had first round capital, he lasted until yeah. like the later, like he was in the second round of my rookie draft. So I had like a ton of them and I moved them away in so many after he had like a productive start to his career. But for those that don't know, 146 targets last year, oh, 91 person. for a thousand and eight and six. I mean, he didn't like it because of how he was being used. He was like a PPR. He was like a chain mover. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, they weren't using him to stretch the field. That's because their offensive line was dog shit last year in Baltimore. Yeah. So he wanted out. Now he gets tied back to Kyler Murray, who he had tons of success in college and this offense with. Yeah, he's going to go nuts in uh, in Arizona. So I I don't disagree. With you at all here. It might shock some people, but you know, not at the end of the year when he's a top twenty wide receiver. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the guy that I think will be the wide receiver one oh, in Denver.
0: Yeah.
1: Portland Sutton. Early reports seems as though him and uh Russ are gelling. I don't think Russ is cooked. I don't know that anyone thinks Russ is cooked. He had a thumb injury last year that was freaky. Not even. It was it was like, like His ring finger, whatever mallet, yes, something. yeah, whatever old it was, old mallet fingers, that old meat finger, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but and then he rushed himself back, like you knew Russell Wilson was going to do, and then he wanted out of Seattle, which was smart on his behalf, if you know anything about or Dallas out of Seattle, uh, because that that's going south quick, and he just ended up in a great situation in Denver, and I think Cortland Sutton is going to just explode i I mean i I think this is pretty low for the range of outcomes for Cortland sutton and you know we are a mere was it we're three years away 2019 seems like a lifetime ago but 72 for 11 12 and 6 in in his sophomore season was a sign of things to come and then he got injured in 2020 and then 2021 was just yeah you you weren't shining in 2021 you know with teddy bridgewater and drew lock under center so i'm i'm here for Cortland sutton in 2022 playing wide receiver for five years at
0: this point too so (laughs) really he didn't play was it late college he's a converted cornerback i don't i just did first of all i did quick math so let's not uh don't don't make anything any predictions based on my dog shit math but yes he didn't play receiver his entire time in college no
1: oh i listen you were telling me something that i was unaware of and that's so that seems to hardly happen uh, in these that,
0: that was why he was considered
1: raw coming in. Okay. He, listen, it was more than you said, but yes, he started as a D-back at SMU, but he converted the wide receiver his sophomore year. And then he did in his sophomore season, his first year as a converted wide receiver had 862 yards and nine touchdowns a as a, a red shirt freshman. And then he exploded his sophomore and junior seasons before he was drafted. But you're right. He did not go to SMU as a wide receiver. Look it up. He's too damn tall to be a D-back. I mean, i
0: big. I mean, dude's like 6'4", 220. Gangly goofball. All right. Big, but <laughs> Number 18. <laughs> I'm taking one of your guys, DJ Moore. Uh, I hate the team. I hate the situation. But I, I do like the player. At the end of the day, someone's going to catch balls from whatever lackluster dog shit signal caller they have and he's it's going to be him so get, give me the guy who's going to get the targets i mean we're not nothing crazy here he's number 18
1: lackluster dog shit signal caller okay i mean I, that just explains the bulk of dj moore's career right? yes he, he's the new Allen robinson it's not going to get worse than sam darnold slash matt corral so i'm with you the dude just if he could find touchdown efficiency, he would be the wide receiver. He would be in that top 10 conversation that we all want him to be, but he has never scored more than four touchdowns in four NFL seasons. It's just insane. And he had 163 targets last year. I mean, I don't know if anyone could be more inefficient than that. <laughs> That's
0: a perfect word.
1: And it's just, it's crazy with DJ Moore, but it's not his fault. I think anyone with eyeballs knows that. So Ugh I got I got a guy I want here. I, I, I think I know who you're thinking of. But do I play the game? Uh some stuff. It's it's what do I really think, right? I mean, where where yeah. do I think these guys are, are gonna fall? That's well, a right.
0: draft. Who do you want? Who do you want next? We're not we're not playing the rankings game. This is All just right. drafting the guy you want. So ugh, you, you mentioned Hollywood Brown at 16. Well, I
1: took The new wide receiver one in Baltimore in Rashad Bateman at 19. Rashad Bateman didn't start his NFL career off. Well, he didn't start it off at all because he had core muscle surgery. And then it took him forever to acclimate. And then Lamar Jackson was gone and he had to deal with some combination of Tyler Huntley and Josh Johnson and still put up 515 yards and a touchdown on 46 receptions last year. Yeah, he's a second in, he's a second in the, pecking order behind mark andrews but there is there's probably not a third to be honest with you i mean I don't, there's there's not like anyone's nipping at his heels i mean rashad bateman is going to see 120 plus targets easy in this offense and i just think he's super talented so i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna plant my flag on a top 20 season from rashad bateman
0: all right i'm gonna take a guy who i have I don't hate, just never been a big fan of, but the guy produces year in and year out, no matter how many teams he's been on. Brandon Cooks, not much more to say. He, I, I'm pretty sure he finishes top 24 each year without actually looking it up. So wide receiver 20 feels like it. He, he's done more with less than a lot of the guys we're looking at on this list. And I, he's a, he's a, the wide receiver one on a team that's going to be losing 15 out of 17 weeks in trailing. So he should be heavily peppered. Yeah. I
1: mean, I just took Rashad Bateman and talked about target competition. Well, Brandon Cooks doesn't even have the tight end, right? I mean, he he has Brevin Jordan. Yeah. And then less, or, or yeah, probably a little bit more at wide receiver, but Nico nothing. Of, and John, nothing Mechie. John Mechie eventually, like nothing of consequence. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know, for a bad team, that's going to throw it more than Baltimore wants to throw it. So. Hard to argue. Um, I have to take this guy now. I mean, he should have probably gone by now, but he's, he's not going to get outside of the wide receiver two range. And I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. I mean, you took Tyreek Hill at six. Give me Lil' Reek at uh, 21. <laughs> it's okay. it's going to be the back and forth. I mean, I, I truly believe that There's going to be the Tyreek Hill spike week. Then the next week's going to be the Jalen Waddle spike week. And at the end of the year, their stats might not be all that different because I can see them being deployed in largely the same way. They have yeah. a lot of redundant skills, and one's going to be the defensive focus one week, and the other's going to just beat up on you know secondary corners and slots and and the like. And then it's going to reverse the next week, or the team will scheme to get the other guy the ball. Like you know, I think Mike McDaniel is smart enough to want to get the ball in these guys' hands, keep them happy, right? Get your playmakers the ball and. Jalen Waddle's a playmaker as well. So this is one where I talk about it after the fact. I should have taken Waddle over Bateman, but I wanted Bateman. So I guess I was rolling the risk Waddle as the bait in that offense, but
0: really happy to get him at 21. So kind of sticking with my wide receiver one on a bad team thing I got going (laughs) here. Uh, Terry McLaurin, last year, I mean, you took uh, Pittman up at eleven. And Pittman's coming off a big year with Wentz as his quarterback. Wentz has been able to support decent fantasy-wide receivers in the past. McLaurin is Washington's top receiving option. So, uh, again, another team based off – I still think Washington's better than they were last year, Um, but they're still not one of the better teams in the NFL. So they'll be trailing trailing enough to keep McLaurin in some garbage-time production. And the games that they win, it's probably largely going to be a part of McLaurin putting up some decent numbers, too. So I got another wide receiver one there for a team, and I'm happy with Scary Terry. Yeah, I mean, he's, he was a your guy forever. I mean, the
1: <laughs> senior bowl standout, Terry McLaurin is now holding <laughs> out in his fourth year. But yeah. The guy's just been consistent on on subpar offices. My thing is, and, and I don't think Wentz is done for him. I mean, he's not gonna be worse than what Tyler Heineke was doing yeah. last year and, and the like in Washington. But if Curtis Samuel can stay healthy and if Jahan Dodson is as good as these few camp highlights indicate, he's probably gonna have the
0: <laughs> stiffest competition of his <laughs> career as well, just for targets. So I hope hope he has a good start because if teams roll coverage over to Dotson and and, and can't focus on McLaurin, I mean, that's good for both of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's ultimately true. Now, here I go. Here it is. Wasn't Uh letting this guy out of the wide receiver two territory, and it's my guy. God damn it. No one else's guy. No, Twitter, suck it. Sorry. It's all you. Anyone who thinks they were on Darnell Mooney for me, show the receipts. All right. <sighs> and no, I'm not a Devi guy. So you, Devi guys, save it. Of course, you <laughs> knew who he was before I did. But I was preaching for the rooftops about Darnell Mooney from fucking Tulane when he went to Chicago as a, was it was a late day two pick or day, sorry, day three pick. I'm pretty sure it was round four guy. Um, yeah. And everyone, you check the stats. But I love Mooney. This team sucks. They are going to be throwing all day, twice on Sundays, and there's really nothing else in that entire offense. He was a fifth-round pick. I knew it wasn't day two. I knew it was early day three. So fifth-round pick, tremendous value. Dude is a monster. Great after the catch. Contested deep ball guy and Fields is going to
0: get cut loose this year. Darnell Mooney is a top-20 receiver this year. I was thinking about him up at 20, and then I kept humming and hawing. Is that
1: who you were thinking when I said, I'm going to take this guy? When I yes. Bateman, he thought I was going yes. Mooney. I, th- I thought that's who you thought. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I, I I had him earmarked. Like, he's going to 23 for me if he's there. Like, that was, that was it. I, I'm not looking at the list. I'm taking Mooney.
0: Yeah, I, I played chicken. I was going to take him at 20, but Cooks was right there. And then at 22, I just coin flipped in my head, and I went McLaurin over Mooney, but. He's we're we're right in the same area with him. All right, so I'm going between two guys here, but I'm gonna put our first rookie in, and I'm gonna put Mister Traylon Burks, who's just I, I think more than any of the receivers in this class. I, I mean, Drake London too going to Atlanta uh, is arguably their top wide receiver, but they have you know Kyle Pitts there, and their quarterback situation is terrible. Burks, whether he likes it or not, is the established top receiving option on this team now. I mean, Woods is coming over, but he's coming off an injury, and I don't think he's even had a full practice yet. I think he's just started, recently started running, from what I read the other day. Um, It's all, all the targets are going to Burks. I mean, there's nobody else. There's not going to be a ton of targets because the whole thing runs through Derrick Henry, but Traylon Burks has got a decent enough quarterback, and there's zero competition from tight ends or wide receivers there. He he came in to take fall directly into the AJ Brown role that has been abandoned when they traded him to Philly. So give me the first rookie at 24 and to wrap up our second round of wide receivers, T Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, Terry McLaurin, Darnell Mooney, and Traylon Burks. Oh, Traylon
1: at twenty four. I love it, and yeah, he's the wide receiver one for both of us in uh, rookie drafts. So hard to argue, and he's on the field. He's he's going to get the AJ Brown treatment in that Tennessee offense because he has to. He has to. They they need him to. They they won't. They, he's too big to fail at, at this point in time.
0: In your rookie draft so far, he's the one that is falling in a lot of my leagues, and I'm very surprised. And I've got a ton of him that I wasn't expecting to get because people are – Jameson Williams keeps going ahead of him. Uh, Wilson, which isn't surprising pre-draft, but I think after the landing spots it is. So I've been getting a ton of bursts in the middle of the first, and I am floored by it.
1: Yeah, I keep trying to – I had a couple 102s, and I tried like – to trade back without even really asking for much because I knew I could get Burks at like 104, 105. Yeah. So I was just trying to get anything to move back. I'm like, anyone at 104, or five want to come up and get this, like, and just see what comes back to me. Because I would I'd almost be wanting to take anything they offered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because I thought <laughs> it looks like Burks is falling because he was one of the later wide receivers drafted. And then, you know, he gets an asthma announcement in camp, and
0: all of a sudden his career's over. So, yeah, give me that value in Traylon Burks. Do you know what, too, and and I'm falling into this, not that we want to spend 40 minutes talking about Traylon Burks, but. I do. Well, that's true. This can be the Traylon Burks show. (laughs) Um, He, I, I, when I think back, even go back to what was the Odo Beckham year, 2014, so the last eight years, it seems like the trend has been some of these top wide receivers end up getting these shitty reports out of camp, whether it's being Burks out of shape, whether it was Jamar Chase with the drop season. Like I said, going back to Beckham where he was hurt, couldn't get on the field. And uh, what was that? What was this coach? The guy that used to be in Jacksonville for a long time, Coughlin. Coughlin was <laughs> trashing him in the media. Like there seems to be this. Narrative that I'm totally buying into now because I could think of it happening several times in the last decade where one of these early wide receivers camp isn't the best and there's lots of red flags and people start getting scared off and who I don't know about this guy. And then they fucking explode. So I'm hoping the trend has been that way for a couple of years now. And I'm thinking Burks falls right into that.
1: Well, this remember Jamar chase had issues catching NFL football. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was looking, I was, I was, I was looking at Odell Beckham's stats and I was mesmerized by the first three years. studying that in the league. So I totally skipped you to Jamar chase. Yeah. I mean, he had 1,305 yards and 12 touchdowns in 12 games his f- first year. Fourteen fifty and 13 his second year and then he had 13 67 and 10 on 101 receptions in 16 games his third year i mean what a start and then he just started piling up injuries i mean what odell beckham could have been if he could have stayed healthy would have been
0: otherworldly last so. year last year before the season started i traded odell beckham for a first and a second in 2023 oh my goodness you know how good I feel about that
1: now. Huh? Oh, sure, sure. Miraculous.
0: I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt good for you for doing it. <laughs> didn't even did Presley help me at all. That's... It's gonna be 30 coming off his second ACL oh. and I'm gonna dip into the double dip of the twenty twenty three class in the first two rounds.
1: Does Odo Beckham resign with the Rams? He's definitely not gonna oh, He's forty eight, so there,
0: I, I actually shocked. wouldn't be shocked to see him go to well fuck, he's gonna be out until like he's gotta right? he's gotta start pop. I mean, literally it happened in the Super Bowl.
1: It happened in February, Mikey.
0: I mean, the Rams is the only place where we could go in and, and not miss a beat because he knows the system and everything. I mean, who, uh, where did that Rams offensive coordinator go? Minnesota, right? So he ain't going there. Yeah, so they, I don't they know how many. I don't need another old guy. So I don't know how many teams he's going to. I heard he's trying to be recruited to the
1: Saints because now his boy Landry's there, but they don't need him. You know, they yeah. drafted Garrett Wilson and maybe they have Mike they
0: got
1: Olave. Sorry, yeah, they got Olave, and they got Michael Thomas. Maybe, yeah. So his his options are limited, but yeah. Oh, unfortunate. Okay, so round three, back on deck. Or sorry, back on the clock. You're on deck, and I'm just gonna finally take Amari Cooper, mm. at the start of the wide receiver three class. I he, if Deshaun Watson is already cleared of everything and guaranteed to be under center week one, then Mark Cooper doesn't make it to the top of the wide receiver three, no matter how much you might hate him or whatever any Dallas biases I carry. I mean, he's just a clear top target getter in a Deshaun Watson offense, you would hope, for a decent portion of the season. And I don't think that um I'm gonna draw Brick Brissett is the end of the world. And who knows, maybe there's a world where Baker Mayfield is playing some games for the Browns this year. I can't imagine that world, but Stranger things have happened. Um, so gladly give me a Cooper at wide receiver 25. He's just going to give you another thousand yard, eight touchdown season.
0: It's going to be in four games.
1: <laughs> Entirely likely. I mean, he's
0: he's a, he's a bulk guy. All right. 26. Give me Jerry. Judy took his teammate, Cortland Sutton, uh, about 10 picks before me here. Uh, good route runner. Russell Wilson has been able to support two fantasy wide receivers. Judy's probably too low. Actually, he's probably going to end up in that top 24 also. But strong route runner. We've got a quarterback that can support him. New offensive scheme in town with a new uh, head coach. I, I like Judy. And until recently, yeah, Judy was the guy. Everyone was saying it was going to be Wilson's guy before Sutton. Guess what? They can both be Russell's guy. So give me him at 26 happily. Yep. Charges dropped.
1: He's free to return to football activities. He will be the underneath threat to the (coughs) Cortland Sutton deep ball magistrate, but, you know, they both can be highly successful in a Russell Wilson offense. We have seen it with DK Metcalf and your boy, Tyler Lockett. So you were never going to take this guy, but I'm just not going to wait any longer. I'm going to go big Mike Williams, wide receiver 27, just inked the deal to stay with those charges. And Justin A. I took Keenan Allen all the way up at 15 just because this is a PPR draft and Keenan Allen just has that PPR goodness. But Mike Williams was sneaky, a different wide receiver last year. So 129 targets in 16 games. His previous career high was 90 in 15 games. It's just, they just changed how they use him. It wasn't all deep balls and he. He paid off to the tune of 76 for 1146 and nine, and then they prioritize bringing him back. So he's a key part of what will be one of the more high powered offenses in the NFL. So I will gladly take the charger duo of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams.
0: So I am going to take another one of your guys here. As soon as I, I find him, um, don't do it. Coming off an of injury. Oh the, hmm? Huh? Is he? Why can't I find him? Oh, there he is. Yeah. All right. Mr. Chris Godwin. Uh, rumors are he's supposed to be back earlier than expected. He's going to miss all of the offseason program. Definitely going to miss week one. The the stuff I was reading online said he, he could be back earlier than expected, but they're not given any dates. But when he comes back, I mean, he, he was he had good country with Brady, he had a nice start to the season, put up some decent numbers. I know you're a Godwin guy, so this shouldn't be a shocker to you. But even in, even with a limited season, he's tied to a good offense, one of the better quarterbacks in the league now and obviously in football history. But give me Godwin at 26. I think he'll be fine once he hits the field again.
1: Yeah, I love me some Godwin. You know, eat another late in the year, and he wasn't just an ACL. I think he was an MCL too, so it's a little more complicated uh surgery and recovery process for him hopefully it goes long core playing he's still nfl young i think only 26 years old even though he got a deal already so good for him hopefully those uh, ligaments will will heal quickly because i have godwin everywhere so um i'm right there love that you took him i'm stuck between two guys i don't think you take either and that's so this doesn't factor in. So I'm just, I'm going statement guy and it's not just statement. It's something I believe. And it's that Gabe Davis finally ascends to the wide receiver chair, wide receiver two chair in Buffalo. Um, when you took Stefan Diggs at eight, I said he's not cooked, but I mean, Stefan Diggs is what 28 or 29, 29 years old. Anything. You know, I mean, that's, that's there, you know, I mean, that's that, that's that concern point. He's a tactician, so he's going to keep getting it done. But Gabe Davis is the explosive element now. And we saw it in the playoffs. Now, he has not been able to put it together in season, and he's been blocked behind the likes of Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, of all people, for a good portion of his career. But I just believe in the Bills offense and what Gabe Davis can be in this Bills offense because even just limited regular season opportunities, 70 NFL targets his first two seasons in the NFL, he had 13 touchdowns. I mean, the dude is the new Chris Carter, and all he does is score touchdowns, and then you saw it amplified in the postseason where he just jumped on josh allen's back and just rode a, a wave of goodness against the chiefs that be hard to uh for anyone to ever duplicate but also met him in a, in the mco airport and he couldn't have been kinder i didn't meet him other people were all over my song him walk <laughs> by. i don't do that to professional athletes but you know seemed like a nice guy as well so wanted to get gabe in the top 30 here gabriel davis
0: I'm going to go with Adam Thielen at 29. We we like us some narrow distribution trees, and doesn't get much more narrow than uh, Minnesota. Everything oh. goes to Jefferson. Everything goes to Thielen. He's got 24 touchdowns in the last two years. The guy gets in the end zone. Kirk Cousins trusts him, and he's a very reliable wide receiver too. Probably too low at 29 because he's going to get in the end zone a bunch.
1: Yeah, I mean – if he plays ten games, he's probably gonna score ten touchdowns. So yeah, I mean it's hard to really be anti Thielen, but you know, we were just talking about Diggs being old, who was an ex-Viking. Thielen's thirty one years old, and somehow I pretty sure still think he has like another year where they can't cut him like next year in yeah. in Minnesota. So kudos to his agent for for locking that up during the the Mike Zimmer era. But yeah, I mean Great value pick right here at, at 29. So, where do I go? Do I take the other guy that I said you weren't going to take that you didn't take because I knew you weren't going to take him? <laughs> you also won't take him with the next pick. So, do I, uh, oh, play a, chicken? This is a toughie, but but I like making statements. I want my guys' hires when it works, you know, it, <laughs> you it really it it works, right? Right, year. yeah, um. All right, I made this statement earlier, so I'm just going to ride with it, right? Um, Devonta Smith will benefit from A.J. Brown coming more than A.J. Brown will benefit from coming to the Eagles. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with what Devonta Smith was able to do last year in a very limited offense as as a rookie. He just gets like literally no one talks about him anymore, and that was even before – They brought in A.J. Brown, and it's just because he didn't have the Jamar Chase season. But the dude had 916 and 5 touchdowns on 64 receptions. I mean, just very good rookie season by all accounts in a run-first offense. So can he get to a 1,007 touchdowns? I think yes, rather easily. And (laughs) if I get that production at wide receiver 31, I'm drafted in value. So give me Slim Shady. Slim Shady, Slim Reaper,
0: sorry, dude. So I'm gonna go Skinny. with Hunter Renfro at thirty. I'm I'm high, super high on Renfro too. I think, just really? despite old best friend Devontae Adams being there now, Derek Carr trusts Renfro. He's a great route runner. He's dangerous in the red zone. I, I think he gets. The targets. I think he skits in the end zone. I, I, I like Renfro. I like him more with Adams there. Give me Hunter Renfro at 30. I think he's locked in. you tell me he's going to be a wide receiver three. I think he finishes higher than this. So I'm thinking it's a pretty good value pick here.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not there on baby hands. And I think if anyone is truly hurting that Raiders offense, it's ultimately going to be Renfro by the addition of Devonte Adams and the health of uh, Darren Waller. But the guy's proven me wrong at every turn thus far. So why would it not persist uh, further than this? Where There we go. So I'm going to go with another old war horse. And I mentioned him earlier. Oh, Alan, look at you. Alan Robinson at wide receiver 33. Uh, he's going to step into the Odell Beckham role in the Rams offense. And it's the clear beneficiary of Cooper cup, getting all the attention from opposing defenses for the Rams and Matt Stafford represents the best quarterback he's ever played with in his entire NFL and college career. In case you hadn't heard. And I think we can squeeze one or two productive seasons out of Allen Robinson during his time in Los Angeles. Even so far as I went and traded some ancillary pieces for a team that's not even truly win now to acquire Allen Robinson and I think it's either going to benefit me short term or I am going to be able to flip him for a lot more than I paid to acquire
0: him before the season started. Very good. Uh not a fan but if it's going to happen this is finally the year so I you're really going to hate my next pick though. Oh boy. Uh 34. I'm up. I'm going to take we're looking at a lot of Wide receiver twos now on their own teams. I'm going to go back to wide receiver ones and what I had mentioned earlier about guys getting a shit ton of money and teams are going (laughs) to make him earn it. (laughs) Christian Kirk, I mean, look, he's the Jags number one. He's tied to Trevor Lawrence, who until he was (laughs) railroaded by (laughs) Urban Meyer, was one of the the all-time greatest quarterback prospects to ever hit the NFL. So assuming that pedigree holds, give me his top receiver.
1: Yeah. I the name I've seen it like scrolling up and down for several picks and I'm like, he's the clear one, right, in that offense. I just—we both sound I, disgusted. I just don't. I mean, yeah, and and even Jacksonville would readily admit off the record that they severely overpaid for him. But that's what Jacksonville has to do right now.
0: Screwed up I, the whole market. they, they did up
1: everything. They did if it, yeah, it became a hot potato market, <laughs> all because of Duval. But I do think Peterson is going to fix shit in Jacksonville. So I'm, I'm with you. And that's, you can't that's make a,
0: it worse. Yeah, that's
1: a value for the guy that will be the target leader. In uh, that Jaguars offense, so when I said you're going to hate the next guy, uh, we're gonna, we're going to wait on the next guy. We're going to we're going to go one before the next guy. We're going to play chicken. I'm going to go with a guy. We're talking about number two in an offense. There's a lot of uncertainty, but I I like Brandon Ayuk. I, I think he needs to be in the wide receivers free conversation. He was doghoused earlier in the year, and that's what really just impacted his stats. But the, the dude's been quality. Um, five touchdowns each for his first two years in the league, giving you 13.6 yards mm-hmm. for reception. I mean, he just, he's not getting to the volume. I mean, it was actually a, more of a volume hog his rookie season having 96 targets on 12 games and dropped down to 84 and 17, but that was doghouse driven. I think he's a talented player. He's clearly the other starting receiver mm-hmm. in the San Francisco offense with Debo Samuel. If Debo holds out or if Debo requests mm-hmm. a trade and it happens, which ain't going to happen, but, if it does, I just got the wide receiver one in the 49ers offense, which is a double edged sword, right? It's a great offense that scores a lot of points, but is it Jimmy G? Is it Trey Lance? It's probably going to be Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance ready? Who gives a shit because he's fun? And, you know, <laughs> Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan runs with everyone anyway, but, you know, we get a couple of sweeps, get some run action with Brandon Ayuk.
0: I like Brandon Ayuk at 35. Going back and forth here between two guys that I don't really love either one. I'm going to take a guy that I am on record as hating, but we're talking wide <laughs> receiver 36 here. I'm on Roth, St. Brown. Uh, not not the biggest fan. A lot of his production was because that team was decimated with injuries down the stretch, and he was just getting obscene target volume. Um, is he... Is he Detroit's number one. I mean, Williams is probably going to start on the pop, if I'm not mistaken. DJ Chark, who I love, he's coming off an injury. St. Brown's the only guy that has a track record of any sort of success on this team. So I think at least through the first eight weeks, he's probably leading that team in in target, excluding Hawkinson. Um, So 36, pretty good value getting St. Brown on another team that's going to suck and have to throw a tongue. Tell me if any of these things are going to happen again. For
1: Monroe St. Brown, okay. The last six weeks of the season, ready? These no, are, these are his target total. <laughs> I know 12, 12, 12, 11, 11, 11, and 10. Is he gonna see double digit targets every single week this nope. season? And me doing quick math, average over 11 per game 170? No, okay. Yeah. So, from yeah. weeks the last four weeks of the season, he had one or two rush attempts as well added to his total. I mean, it was, this was a get Amon Ross St. Brown the ball as much as humanly possible game plan at the end of the year. And that was Dan Campbell driven. But then what did the Rams go out and do? What did the, Rams, what did the Lions go out and do? Exactly what you said. Added all the receivers. Yeah. I mean, they literally, they, they knew that was a problem for them. And they get Hawkinson back. And they get Swift back and healthy. This is... this It can't happen. And Amon Ross St. Brown needs the volume. I mean, it's just... The, the reality. So did he, uh, was he a, a win for all the Amon Ross St. Brown enthusiasts? Sure. Well, uh, that persist? It would have
0: shut the fuck up. Yeah. Would that, Will that persist? <laughs> the
1: Worst? No, it will not. You should have sold him before the end of last season because I'm just saying his value has peaked uh, at this point in time.
0: Amon so. Ross St. Brown Twitter. Fanboy Twitter was the worst for was this, was six a,
1: weeks. It, it was a, it was a
0: clown car insufferable
1: yeah and they all had the little honking things all at the same time <laughs> yeah
0: all right yeah so you're Close gonna with him round three amari cooper jerry judy mike williams chris godwin gabe davis adam thielen devonta smith hunter Renfro, alan robinson christian kurt brandon Ayuk, amon ross saint brown that ain't bad getting through round 36 i'd be happy with any of those guys as my wide receiver three
1: yeah, and this is I mean it, most leagues even redrafts tend to be at least three wide receiver starts now and then there's flex and in PPR that's who you want to get but it's because of this, right? It's because it's just such a deep position. When we were talking about the the running back threes uh, on the previous episode, I mean, I don't think we were like throwing up in our mouths, but there there wasn't this like, huh, okay. You know, it was like, okay, if this is what I if this is what I'm stuck with, I'm okay with it. With wide receivers, you're like, damn, right? I'd be pretty, pretty damn happy if I ended up with some of these. There's still some wide receiver ones on their teams. There's some guys mm-hmm. that are gonna be PPR guys. Like, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. This is not a it's not a bad place to be in. So we're going with one more run from 37 down to 48, and I'm just gonna get it kicked off with a bang
0: with one of our guys. And I, I did add 60 if you want to get crazy. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's we'll see, see what's we're left. At yes. All right. Oh so shit. So let's hurry up. Right. Oh,
1: I should have Elijah Moore should have went already. Okay. Yeah. Everyone that I think Gary Wilson and then Corey Davis are just going to eliminate Elijah Moore. Didn't watch any. Well, and I don't blame you. Jets football <laughs> last year. Elijah Moore is real fucking deal. People like, Sorry. I mean, I. they needed more receivers. It makes sense they drafted Garrett Wilson. I, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done that, but they didn't do that because they didn't think Elijah Moore was going to be a key piece of this offense. Guy's a stud, and he is just going to be a slot machine for years to come, and he can win on the outside. He's not limited. He He's versatile, but he's going to be able to be just beating people up in a slot. If they have Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson on the outside, Elijah Moore in a slot – Give me that all day long. A healthy Elijah Moore is going to put up a top thirty season this year. I think we're about ten spots too low on him. He's a he's amazing.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go kind of opposite direction here. Give give me a, the old post hype sleeper. Give me Kenny Galladay. I mean, he had a bad year last year. He was he was hurt. That entire <laughs> offense sucked. New scheme in town. They're they're you know given. Daniel Jones, la- last trip around the carousel, kicking the wheels one time to see if he's worth re signing. They, they, yeah, they, they didn't pick up his rights. Yeah, they didn't pick up his option. So he, he's got to put up or shut up. Give me the wide receiver one on that team who has been able to get in the end zone when he's been targeted. I, I, he's in a much better offense than he's been in since he's been there. And, and wide receiver 38. I mean, if the guy even sniffs eight touchdowns, I think he sneaks into 36 without even trying.
1: Okay, only because it makes too much sense not to do it at this point in time, and it'll be just good podcast radio. This is the guy <laughs> I've been talking about for a couple of picks now. It's Kadarius Tony. I literally was thinking about Kadarius Tony in, the, in like the early 30s for with some of my picks. I get the off-season stuff, and that he sounds like a little bit of a shithead, and he's a malcontent, but when this dude was on the field, he was unbelievable. With the ball in his hands, and I don't think that Brian Dabo is literally just willing to write that off. And this kid had first round capital. You also don't see teams just giving up on that after one season. Yeah, like maybe they're trying to send a message to him. But this dude is the most talented receiver on the Giants right now, and they're not going to be a good team. And if they're really trying to evaluate Daniel Jones, they're going to be a throw first team. So I don't disagree that Galladay could have some upside, but Kadarius Tony. Is dripping with it, like
0: soaking wet. So, give me Kadarius Tony at wide receiver 39. It's funny you took him right I took Galladay, because when I'm doing my personal rankings, yeah, and I get the teams where the picture's kind of muddled, unintentionally, they end up, yeah, usually going within a couple <laughs> spots of each other, because I'm like, could go 50% this way, 50% that way. So, it makes sense. Uh This might be a little surprising at 40. But it's somebody I like, especially in PPR. If he ever starts getting in the end zone, the rest of the peripheral stats have been there. But I like Jacoby Myers. I think he's the trusted target in in New England there with uh, Mac Jones. He's got a decent rapport with him. He just doesn't fucking score. So it's hard to put him any higher than this. But I, I like him. I think at 40, he's a nice return on investment here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's death taxes of Jacoby Myers not getting in the end zone. Right, I mean, he finally well, did last year, didn't that happen? I think he threw more than he caught. That sounds about right. Uh, but I know, yeah, he scored two touchdowns last year, but it took forever. <laughs> right. He's through two full seasons,
0: so and the uh, latter part of last year. Interesting so. stat. Before you make pick forty-one, we are through forty picks, and no one in the Chiefs passing game has fallen on our list yet. Yeah, I mean, I've
1: looked at Juju a hundred times. Because that's who would be the first one I would take. I just, I have no no real, yeah. real confidence in that. And these yeah. other guys, someone's going to happen, right? In the Chiefs offense. And gonna or fight.
0: not. may yeah, not. No, no,
1: no. Someone, someone will happen. I mean, and it could be my guy. So we'll, we'll see if, when that comes to light. But we've also not drafted a wide receiver in the Saints offense. Yeah, so you are totally so Chiefs. So there's, there's some offense that are going to score points where we're just... Or Green Bay. Where's it going to come from? Funny you should say that, John. Oh. Because I what was going to end that. <laughs> I mean, it, it seemed like it was about time to end the Green Bay. And I'm not sure that people are ready for when Alan Lazard does everything that they want Christian Watson to do this year. Yeah, And it's... The trust of Aaron Rodgers, right? 26-year-old, 6'5", 227. I mean, no, he's not nearly as athletic as Christian Watson, but he has paid his dues in the Aaron Rodgers school hard knocks, and he is going to reap the benefits this year. He had eight touchdowns last year Mm -hmm. on 60 targets. I'm talking about DJ Moore's inefficiency. This dude just reeks of efficiency, and he is going to be a focus for Aaron Rodgers. Ten-plus touchdowns assuming he plays 15 plus games is an absolute guarantee for Alan Lazard. And if he can find his way to like 800 yards and, you know, 60, 65 receptions. I mean, we're just, we're, we're talking about stealing at wide receiver 41 right now. So give me
0: the lizard. <laughs> the lizard. <laughs> All right. 42. I'm going to go with. We, the first team to have two receivers taken is now the first team to have Ooh. three receivers taken. Oh, wow. Give me Tyler Boyd out of the slot for Cincy. We've been talking about how much we like that offense, especially with the change that offensive line. Um, last year, 94 targets last year. I mean, we like to see that right around a 100 number. So even with uh, Jamar Chase exploding, T. Higgins being there, he still eked out almost 100 uh, targets. 67 receptions, like to see that a little higher. But uh, 828 yards, got in the end zone five times. If the team's gonna score, the wide receivers are gonna be the ones doing it. Give me Tyler Boyd. I'm a good team.
1: All right, I feel as though you you made that little uh, dropped that little nugget a minute ago intentionally, you know, to try and throw me off the set. and it, <laughs> and it worked. Okay, it's, it's, it's going on long enough. So everyone shits. fun. It's it's what it's the cool it's the thing the cool kids do on TikTok these days. But you shit on Juju Smith Schuster. I mean that's (laughs) this is what it is. The guy, way back right, going to way back machine in 2020, when the entire Pittsburgh Steelers offense sucked because Big Ben was cooked. He was the top PPR receiver, wasn't Deontay Johnson? Wasn't Chase Claypool? Was Juju Smith Schuster? Now they all sucked. I mean Juju averaged 8.6 yards per reception, but. He caught 97 balls and had nine touchdowns. So you're now telling me he's going to the best quarterback of his entire career? And a one-year prove-it deal in Kansas City? Juju should have went by now. Or one, one year too late. He deserves it. Listen, he, yeah, he listened. He dumb. dumb-dumb. Should have <laughs> went last year when they offered him the same deal, apparently, supposedly. But here we are. Yeah, he gets another bite of the apple.
0: From from a former Steeler to a current Steeler, you were talking about plant your flag earlier with some of your wow. guys. Give oh, like- me, oh George Pickens, oh upside through the roof. You know everything from the the early camp stuff sounds like he's hitting the field running. They're saying he looks every bit of an NFL wide receiver one already assuming that's all smoke and mirrors, just blow smoke up his ass bullshit during camp, which is certainly possible. I still think the guy is amazing, and he's going to beat out Claypool for work as the year goes on. And if they are planning on getting rid of uh, Deontay Johnson, there's a world where Pickens can even possibly get those wide receiver one reps if they know Johnson is going to be there much longer. So I love Pickens. I think he's in a great spot. Wish there was a little more. Clarity, a quarterback, but is what it is. I'll plant my flag on Pickens.
1: Oh, listen, I'm super proud of you for, for these these uh, selections. And, yeah, we're both high on Pickens. And you get drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, you will produce pretty early on in your NFL career. It's, it's easier to find the outliers than it is to list the hits. I mean, because there's far fewer guys that just don't work out of this offense. Now it's weird. I thought you were going to say Chase Claypool there. I, I really did. And I know you hate him. So it was really it's a confusing delivery for from you. But I liked how I liked how you landed it. Yeah. So I did I have heard very similar reports that Chase Claypool is moving around the formation and sounds like he's finally taking his fucking job seriously at at this point in time. So kudos to you, Chase. Going into year three, finally finally caring about your craft. It could make you yeah I lot of things. all right so slight conviction here. Uh, not conviction. I'm conflicted. It's a diff- totally different word, Matt. Not conviction. I'm I'm conflicted.
0: Uh, hey. Ooh.
1: yikes. All right. So I don't believe in Michael Thomas mm. anymore.
0: No. I mean, the dude, just, I don't think he wants to play football. Tooth Fairy, <laughs> Santa and Michael Thomas, good at football.
1: Yeah. Fictional things. Yes. But Jarvis Landry cares about football and he's from LSU and he couldn't have been happier to be there. And I've heard the same reports that he still got it, right? And the dude's a gamer, right? And he's, he's gonna. He's going to step right in, be a professional, fill the void in the slot. He's going to command targets from Jameis Winston. (laughs) In a PPR world, you could do
0: worlds worse than Jarvis Landry at Wider 045. All right, what am I going to do here? 46. I'm taking a guy we like. A little banged up coming into the year, but I think he'll be fine on a good offense. Michael Gallup, give me what will be the – I was going to say (laughs) – Detroit Texans. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, (laughs) Wide receiver too. Look, they're one of the better passing offenses the last couple years. With with Amari Cooper out of there, CeeDee Lamb taking over as the one. Gallup steps in as the two. And I I think there's going to be plenty of targets to go around, even if he is a little slow to get acclimated, being back on the field, getting up to football speed. I don't think it's going to matter. I think the quality over quantity is going to make up for it. And we like Gallup and almost falling out of this wide receiver four range. Yes, please. Yeah, I don't disagree. Now, there's a guy whose name you did not put on this list that I think is great at there's all.
1: More for you than anyone else. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Your guy. Uh, okay, wide receiver 47. It's, it's gone on long enough. I've, He's I've, on the
0: list. Look, scroll all the way down. Oh,
1: okay. So, yeah, I think get beyond – Okay. Well, you got me there. <laughs> it, it shocked me. I was like, this guy loves this dude. How is he on this list? But Not anymore. On our list. <laughs> let me, Uh, let, let me get a consummate professional you know, all the way down at wide receiver 47. And I don't think Seattle's going to be good this year. So I think whoever the quarterback is, they're going to throw footballs in the air
0: and for a lot log it. The, the air is the best place to throw footballs. I mean, I mean, listen, it's Drew Locke. They could be thrown elsewhere. Fuck, they sure can. Right into the ground, little bouncers. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I just uh, yeah, have Forty-eight. I
1: mean, listen, it's yeah. There's um, it,
0: it might be accurate. He may end up being a low end. You can see your guys. Ball.
1: You're you 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 are taking more upside swings. It seems like with some of these guys, I'm looking floor guys. I just took Landry and Gal and lock it and you went with Pickens and Gallup. I mean, it's two totally different trajectories. Yeah. For those four guys. True
0: story. All right. Speaking of stopping the fall wide receiver 48, wrapping up the wide receiver fours. somebody who at some point was the dynasty. Number one for at least a couple hmm. of years. It seems like Deandre Hopkins. I know he's going to miss some time, but when he's out there, he's going to be productive. Um, but what's he missing? Six games, right? Yeah. So an 11 game season for him he's going to put up wide receiver four numbers. So I think, I think we're a little too low on him, but I'm, I'm happy to get him here to close that out. And to close out this round entirely, we went Elijah Moore, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, Tyler Boyd, Juju, George Pickens, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, Tyler Lockett, and DeAndre Hopkins. And kind of what we said with the wide receiver threes, these guys aren't nearly as exciting as that group. But again, guys that you – put any of these guys in your slot, you're not gonna be miserable going into the games on Sunday. I'm not gonna lie.
1: I j to lie I and I would have taken DeAndre Hopkins before now. Totally just clearly was he another bottom of the list. They were yes,
0: they were the last they were the last two.
1: Yeah, I mean he wouldn't have gone like a long time ago for me, but he he certainly wouldn't would have went above the likes of Alan Lazard and Juju and Landry and Lockett. I do think once he steps on the field he's he'll benefit from hollywood brown being there as well so i think we can we can still squeeze a little bit of life out of deandre hopkins but that dynasty window is it's slammed shut but so hard that it's like the shutters that like bounce back open a little bit (laughs) like he's gonna have a little sliver when he gets back on the field because we've almost all forgotten now and the delay is your hurt now he gets the peds but he'll, he'll come out and he'll have a couple two touchdown games and then uh, sell them, sell the shit out of them.
0: All right. So now we're, we're <laughs> sorry. We're through four rounds. Do you want to just do? And we're going a yeah, go little long? Let's one, rapid
1: fire. Let's do speed it. Speed
0: round. Okay. All just right. Gonna, just the name, no comment. All right. I'm Pick taking my 49. first rookie.
1: I'm taking my first rookie. Drake London. Pick Rodgers, Drake London.
0: All right. Pick 50. I'm actually going to take somebody off the side list here. I'm going to go with Donovan Peoples Jones.
1: Okay. Easy enough. Cause you went side list. I wanted a side lister as well. I'm going <laughs> to go with off of my side.
0: I'm going to go with Russell Gage. All right. I'm going another rookie at 52. I'm taking Chris Olave smooth. as side of, smooth is the other side of the pillow. According to old crab legs. Oh, I love when you bring stuff like that up. Okay.
1: Far enough. Chase Claypool
0: 53. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, I should have took him earlier. <laughs> Regret that. All right. Number 54. Give me Kendrick Bourne, who I've, I've had a crush on his entire life. He's a grown ass man. Well, since he was an adult. Since
1: you've <laughs> about let's draw that back. <laughs> All right. After him,
0: I'm going to go with Josh Palmer. I love Josh Palmer. Oh, I like it. Not, uh oh, boy, he has shown flashes of being really good. Could be the number one for his team, so getting him at 56. If he can be what he used to be, I mean, I'm chatting too much. DJ Shark.
1: Yeah, you said you weren't going to talk. I know. Pick Shut us. up. Shut All up, right. And then, no, he can't be the wide receiver one because he's with Jared Goff.
0: No, Garrett I mean Wilson. on his team, not oh, overall. No, not even on his own team. Oh, God. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. All right, Garrett Wilson at 57 for you, 58 for me. I am taking Mr. Tim Patrick.
1: Oh, Christ, I only get one more pick. I have to make a statement. I hate going first. I don't get to go last either.
0: Oh, who's it gonna be? Oh,
1: okay, here it is. Nope, not gonna do it. shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I believe? Uh, I don't believe in any of these guys. no, oh that uh, you know what i I did believe in one. this is I mean what's just this we're doing a redraft world, right? Robert woods, you know we get so many ACL guys. I'm <laughs> completely thinking
0: think it's my gets out water. there it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> All right, uh, close it out. Pick number 60, another rookie for me, Alec Pierce. So our our speed round here for our wide receiver five batch, Drake London, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Russell Gage, Chris Olave, Chase Claypool, Kendrick Bourne, Josh Palmer, DJ Chart, Garrett Wilson, Tim Patrick, Robert Woods, and Alec Pierce. Again, there's some decent upside all the way down here. That's how deep it is. We went 60 and made ourselves sick, and I don't hate anyone down here either.
1: No, I mean, it's crazy that some of these names, I mean, are they're going to have value this year. I mean, Russell Gage sure. is going to give you wide receiver two weeks early in the season. It's going yeah. to happen. I mean, and I just got him at wide receiver 51. I mean, we I took Chase Claypool at 53 as the, the wide receiver three in Pittsburgh. And but and you get Kendrick Bourne, who could be the top wide receiver for the Patriots. Yeah. Who knows? You know? And Tim Patrick is per, per, perennially just an injury away from being a superstar. If Sutton or Judy go down, Tim Patrick is catching footballs from Russell Wilson. And, and I like three, Tim Patrick
0: a lot. Oh, I love him. And three wide receiver sets, he'll, he'll, he'll be out there too. And so here, talk about how deep it is, here's names we didn't get on there. Devontae Parker, Corey Davis, David Bell, Marvin Jones, Sky Moore. Jahan Dotson, Jamison Williams, Randall Cobb, who we both like, Christian Watson, Robbie Anderson, Michael Thomas, who we talked about a bunch and (laughs) we're both too disgusted to pick him. Jamison Crowder going to the Bills. uh, Paris Campbell, if he's healthy. Zay Jones got a ton of money. LaVisca Chenault, you know, his name's floating around again. Sterling Shepard, Jalen Tolbert. I love Brian Edwards going to Atlanta. I think he finally can possibly do something, please. And another guy like Van Jefferson and Jalen Rager, <laughs> who we talked about before we started, just being a fucking bum now. But it's deep out there. You could wait on wide receiver. It's deep in these wide receiver streets. And David yes, Bell sir. was a
1: name I was going to take before I took Robert Woods. It's just there's so much uncertainty with the Browns. That was going to be sure my down Because I like I think he immediately sees the field. And um, you took Peoples-Jones at 50. I mean, there's there's going to be a wide receiver, too, for the Browns. And – again if it's Sean Watson that guy's gonna have a ton of value I mean they're gonna throw the ball more than they have been so go and find him but I'm with you this was this was interesting I wanted to get Chenault in there but I can't justify it anymore but outside of that there wasn't a ton of names that I was like I feel bad about I can't Michael Thomas should have been drafted just even for us to say that we got him in there but I don't there's a non-zero chance that he never plays football again I yeah, agree. That's how I feel. Yeah, I just didn't want yeah, I probably should have speed-rounded him just to get him in there, you know, just take him over Robert Woods at 59. Yeah, they're both coming off injury, and Michael Thomas's upside is far superior, but it just seems like he doesn't want to be a saint, and the saints don't want to set him free.
0: What a world. That guy was fucking number one overall for a little bit there, too. But, God. So that, that should do it. Hopefully you enjoyed this little – We kind of had different approaches in the different rounds, too. Sometimes it looked like I was going upside, then you were going upside, then you were going safe. And I was kind of a little more dynasty mindset unintentionally as I look back through this. So this was fun. Next week, we'll come back, do tight ends. And then when it's all over, we got a little surprise after that comparing what we thought with one of the better minds in the industry. So we'll see how that works. But... For myself, John Dabari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box tour. we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Out!
1: Next week this is going to be the best episode, because we nail tight ends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I put the list together, it wasn't as deep as I had hoped. Nailed it. Yes.
1: No, it's not, and that's why it's imp- even more important.
0: All right, but. Situation, look in the camera. Blah, 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 mm. blah, Like, yeah. Okay, I, I get it. I get what, <laughs> yeah, I get what, what you're doing here.
1: here. I got it. That's,
0: can we can, move on?
1: keep doing <laughs> like, it. Yeah. The comedians just can't get on stage year after year, to tell you the same joke. Right.
0: Yes. You know, perfect example. Yeah. You have perfect to write, have to write new
1: stuff, but I'm just saying I don't even I'm just trying to think like, what am I watching right now? And I'll tell you what it is. Baking shows with my daughter. That's that's what I'm watching right now. Like, these <laughs> Dumb shows that it wouldn't matter if I saw it before or would never saw it again. Like it does. There's no continuation. I don't need to follow anything. She loves it when it's on. OK, I'm more watching her random shit. It's some one show. It's people that can't bake trying to bake another show. It's people that are really good at baking. have to bake really good, cool shit. So it's, it's like all over the spectrum of bacon and she loves it. I end up watching her most of the time and her reactions and what she says and stuff like that. Like
0: one show is, is it cake? And it's these people make realistic looking. I I've, We oh, watched a ton of it. I've enjoyed it. I can't stand some of the fucking people that are on there.
1: Well, half the comedians aren't funny. So no not it's them like the a low the, oh, the, the actual yes oh there's a bunch of creeps there's, yes. it's a high
0: weirdo factor associated yes. with is a cake so we uh, watch like my whole fan we'll go on like a binge so mm-hmm. me and my wife both kids my mom we're all on the couch we're all watching and i'll make popcorn for everybody and then <laughs> we guess like the cake and whatever that will somebody will come on the screen and i'll, I'll just I'll go, fuck that guy. I go, I tell my kids, I go, that guy's a fucking weirdo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The relationship you have with your kids. Yeah. So we, yeah, my daughter's just screaming what number it is. And like, now we're on like the fourth time watching the same episode. And my mom was here this past weekend because she watched kids while we were away. And she would be like, grandma, grandma, it's five. Say it's five. It's five. The the fake one is five. It's five. And like, she's super excited about now knowing which one is cake, even though she knows it. So it's that one. And there's another one called Nailed It, which is the people that don't know how to bake. That oh, get, i'd like, like to see that it's they, and they're they're supposed to make like intricate high-end like cakes like so, they they like just, just terrible they're abysmal it's, <laughs> it's hysterical and when their do- time is done they literally like have to like drop a like a thing so it's hidden and the people always say nailed it you know and it's like oh, you I see got the it. picture and the first reaction of the people what channel is it a it's a it's a netflix thing oh, i like it as well f- it's it is funny, and these things are, they're hysterical, how bad they are. And then the people have to eat the cake, like the host <laughs> and the two hosts and the guests all have that's to eat good. the cake, regardless of what it looks like. I like that. Uh, so it's, it, it has humor, and there's a bunch of seasons. And what we notice of that is we started on, like, the most current, because that's what's like, comes nailed up. It. Nailed it. Oh, so man. we started on the most current season, and it's hysterical. Today. And then we went all the way back to, like, season one. I think there's, like, five <laughs> seasons already. Season one was the most low-budget show ever i have ever seen like in mankind like to see how it's evolved from where it started like you didn't know where it started when i started watching it at season five i don't know how it made it it was literally only because of how funny like just naturally funny it is with these terrible people but if ever there would have been a show that i watched the first season and was said this will
0: never last it probably would have been this show that is now on season five so probably uh cut this part because I don't want my brilliant idea stolen. But um you got it. I'm I'm not recording yet so you could be as loud as you want. That's your brilliant idea. But but hurry up. Um (laughs) the uh (laughs) I I would combine like Fear Factor with did you ever see those episodes of like Maury where people are scared of like normal shit like cotton Mm -hmm. balls and Mm -hmm. like people are disgusted by milk. Like I want to do Fear Factor. They have to drink with like milk. five people yeah drink like this every day eight ounce glass of milk and just to watch regular people just lose gag right. like it's a bowl of fucking maggots or horse cum or something horse there you go it would be the there best show ever i'd watch i'd watch yeah because everyone at home would be like it's an orange just bite the orange this is ridiculous They'd be, yeah. yeah like yeah. oh well Oh. You'd be like, yeah,
1: I'm not I'm not a big fan of oranges, but <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. not gonna, it's, it's not going to listen Five to that reaction. Yeah, Yeah, right?
0: Watching watching people fucking lose yeah. 5000 bucks because they can't on a banana. I'll eat a rotten orange for $5,000. What are both of you savages
1: doing in here? They probably heard you talk about Nailed It.
0: Heard me yelling at my wife, so they both came in because the door is open. What do you want, a <laughs> hug? Uh, you ripped my mic out. Sorry. Uh. What are you coming for? Some of this action too?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, get out of here. Go do something quiet. Be loud. Oh. You're eating. What the? What are you doing in my room?
1: No, I feel, almost. Oh, like you just here. stopped yourself from cursing in that moment with your kids.
0: What the? What are you doing in here? Very. <laughs> I was. I actually was surprised. I did. I don't know why that even <laughs> hey, happened. Just, I never. I it never was, do otherwise. <laughs> there was a clear hesitation. <laughs> uh what, what are you doing in here? Go eat.